I did this with my therapist and I'm sure a lot of you out there have as well, but like just identifying the age of the story. Mm-hmm. I think just like the origin of the story kind of helps to put it into perspective. You know, it's not just like this nebulous thing floating around. It's like, oh, when I was seven, like I was told this or I experienced this or at 14, I just remember a year of you know, whether it was like a bullying experience and you just kind of felt unworthy to be seen by people, um, take a moment to really identify that age or that specific experience that holds this story. And I recommend journaling around this, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, the scene, and um, calling in your adult self to just really be what that younger part of you needs. Mm which is just a really powerful practice. It kind of like when my therapist first guided me through it, I was like, this is stupid. But it's actually so powerful and sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up too about, I love I love bringing in, you know, your older, more healed self mm-hmm. uh, for that. And I think for that piece, what I've had and used as something that's helpful because I don't have a lot of memory from my childhood. I have now like a bank of photos. I took a lot of photos from my house when I went to Ohio Mm -hmm. over Christmas. And by having this like photo album of me at various different ages, I can look at photos Mm -hmm. and then identify and work with that version of myself. Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of people, it can be hard where you're like, I don't remember what I looked like or what I was interested in when I was five years old. My parents didn't take a lot of photos. They didn't take a lot of video, but the photos that I do have, I keep with me so that I can communicate with that version of myself by looking at the photos. And I think if you're really within inner child work and you really want to do deep inner child healing, you can even keep those photos by your bedside or by your mirror and just really send love Mm -hmm. and like acceptance and just comfort to that version of yourself by looking at it, you know, in the mirror or having it by your bedside. I have this picture of me and my sister. We are like in the lake in Michigan Mm. and I keep it and I'm like, just send that specific version of myself love, you know, from a quantum level, Mm -hmm. there's like quantum healing happening. And I think that sort of thing does things beyond what we can comprehend. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. And then on the um, the inner critic thing, what I oh, wanted yeah. to say. So it's interesting because I had this really big inner critic week a few weeks ago. And I did that where I was like, okay, talk to me feeling. What do you have to say? And I actually found it to be a little unhelpful for myself personally, mm. because it was just like, I was continuing to feel the emotions and feelings for a really long time. Like I was kind of stuck there and I was like, how do I get out? Mm. It was like, I want to say that, that I'm scared or I want to say that I feel shame or whatever. And I'm like, okay, now what do I do with this? And the thing that really got me out of it, and there is importance to that, to really understanding and listening to what it is, because there can be very clear messages, but I just think I wasn't getting a very clear message about what was going on. And the thing that really got me out of that was like being in a meditative state enough that I could get into my heart. And as soon as I was able to truly be in like my heart, it was like crystal clear. Mm. Like everything went away. And I know from like a spiritual perspective that there are no thought forms or beings or entities or anything that can get to you when you're in your heart. Like when you were in and humans are in our our heart center, like that is our deepest and most safe place from everything around us, from all energetic interference around us. And I found that to be the case where 
I think a lot of what I was having as my inner critic was actually thought forms that weren't my own. Mm. I definitely have my own thought form programs and stories that I play quite a bit. And those are easily more easily for me to identify within a, hey, what's going on? What are you trying to tell me? But in this case, it was actually some other thought forms from other people that were just sort of in my sphere. So I had to like drop into my heart center to clear. So I think once you understand yourself from a level, you can really look at your stories. Like this is my story that I have and I'm kind of working with this. I'm being kind with myself. Or this one feels like it's a little bit like not me. Yeah. Yeah, I I find meditation or breath work usually drops me into my heart. So are there any other ways that you drop into your heart? Mm, petting my cats. Petting your cats. Yeah, that's a great one. No, I love that. Um, I think it's the patience. Like breath work I should probably do. It's like just the patience of it where you're like, you have to wait for it mm-hmm. to be and you really have to allow. And I think I was so sick of it that I was like, dude, please God, help me. Yeah, I feel like, I, I don't know if people are listening and be like, what does that feel like? I know. It's very somatic. It's hard to explain. It's super somatic. And you all have absolutely been in your heart. Yes. You all have absolutely been in your heart. The way I'm trying, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, at least from my experience, it's like, I guess for me, it's like the tactical feeling of like zero judgment for anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there's this like somatic feeling of, it's almost like I could cry, laugh. It's like I'm being, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you're like new. There, it's like this this weird, like purified feeling of just like, I feel like anything could make me just like burst into tears or smile or like you're just so like, I feel new. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that childlike feeling. Point. Yeah, that's zero point. It's that zero point. And you can look, I think that's like a spiritual community term that is interesting to really look at is like that zero point. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like so stupid. It's like, it's all good. I know. Like I literally was like in it and I was like, oh, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like whatever the fuck. And there was like almost like the bigness of the love was there mm-hmm. so much that like whatever the entity or thought form was like, oh, okay, we can't, mm-hmm. we can no longer occupy this space mm-hmm. because now I'm out of my head. I'm out of like the yes. avoidance. I'm out of the thing. And it was like, so safe that it was like, all is welcome here. Mm-hmm. Come one, come all, come whatever thought. But like what I know is like truth. Yes. You know, what I know is like in my heart. So yeah. Yeah. And I do, and that helps in therapy. It's helped me a lot in therapy. Mm-hmm. So um, seeing a somatic therapist has really helped me to get into my um, heart yeah. a lot more. Yeah. And sometimes like the, sometimes the work will not be spoken, will not be written down. You know, there could yes. be ways to like, even just being out in nature, mm-hmm. even being, even turning on your favorite fucking song and just ripping to it and dancing around and moving your body, even like laying beside your cat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we get so tripped up and trying to like rewrite the story. It's yes. like, it literally could be le- less of the doing and more of like um, just the receiving of the beauty around you. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a huge reminder with, working with Aaron, our coach. Yeah. So we were, we've been working with Aaron for over a year. And, you know, before him, I didn't, I was like, coaches. I'm like, what? I, I got, co- like, I completely understand co- coaches, but I didn't understand how I could find value outside of value that I could seek myself through podcasts or my mm-hmm. relationships. 
and it's completely transformed my life. But Aaron has taught me that in our recognition of the story, it helps to dissolve it. And that's what I always come back to with any healing or story that I'm like, my awareness is dissolving this now. Like Mm -hmm. this is now being rewritten with my conscious awareness and it takes my effort and work, but more so it takes my like, I almost Mm -hmm. feel like it's like once you put the flashlight in the corner of the story, it's like, oh, now that I know you're there, God help me recognize when I'm playing the story, Mm -hmm. when I'm running the track so that I can be like, oh, that's not what we're doing here. Yeah, it just becomes more conscious. Yes. Less of the unconscious control of everything. Yes. Because then it seeps into like, I feel like something like a money story could seep into your relationships and it could Mm -hmm. seek, you know, know, it's like that. Yeah, you can't identify with the story. Yeah. You got to let it. You can't make the story you Mm -hmm. because you are not your story. That's the whole thing. Your story is the ego. Your soul is eternal. Like think about how hilarious your soul thinks your stories are. Mm -hmm. Think about how hilarious God thinks your stories are. She's like, you're changing in every moment. How could you have a story that defines you? (laughs) And like, it's all an illusion. Like Mm -hmm. this is all an illusion. It's all an offering for us to learn and grow and come back to our oneness. And it's like, oh, you think that you're never going to get picked first for kickball? (laughs) That was one of my stories. Was really? (laughs) Actually, that was traumatizing. Dude, I got picked last for like a whole year. Really? You're athletic. No, I know. But they were told not to pick me, you know? That's hilarious. It's hilarious. Looking back, I'm like, dude, I didn't even want to be picked. Dude, Get I would me out of here. Flicked everyone off. <laughs> dude, I would have burned the place ah, down. Oh, man. Yeah. I would have probably beat someone up. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.